Hey, welcome back. This is TJ Sweet, your host for the podcast, Living the Sweet Life. And on this podcast, I will be sharing ways to live with intention, reshape your mindset, and look at the world through a grateful lens. I always appreciate you tuning in. I hope uh, what I'm about to share with you adds some value to your life and uh, makes the life of the people that you're the most grateful for just a little bit better. One, because they know that you're pouring into yourself and that you're learning and growing, but two, uh, that you are wanting to be better for yourself and better for them in their lives. So today's podcast is all about emotional intelligence. I'm going to be discussing uh, this topic just because it is so increasingly important in today's world. Emotional intelligence refers to the ability to understand and manage our emotions and the emotions of others. It's a critical, critical skill these days that can impact our relationships, our work, and honestly, our overall well-being. I'm going to be kind of exploring why emotional intelligence is so important and how we can develop it and why it's so important to everything that we do. So I kind of want to start off with discussing why uh, emotional intelligence or EI is so important. So it helps us navigate our own emotions in a world to where we have so many things coming at us from so many different directions. And, you know, there's often a lot of suppression of emotions and people uh, pushing this idea of being happy all the time and and what makes you happy and all these different things kind of numbs and, and kind of invalidate some of the real range of emotions. And the range of emotions that we have is actually the reason why um, being happy actually is striving is something we're striving for because we are sometimes in moments where we're not and it takes those other moments to where we're not happy it takes those moments to help us appreciate when we are happy or happier or moving on from a sad time in our lives or a frustrating time in our lives but really emotional intelligence is i will say this multiple times it is a lifelong skill that will continue you will grow and continue to evolve with your ability to one recognize and two then manage uh, your own emotions and then how you relate to other people so emotional intelligence kind of helps us recognize our own emotions understand their causes and then manage them with intention and when we're able to manage those emotions it's simply um one of the most powerful things we can do so that we respond in a way that we'd be proud of. And we're less likely to become overwhelmed or react impulsively to things that, um, you know, maybe not even really affect us, but it just triggers something in us. And it, just being able to regulate that and manage that better can help our decision making. And it really has a huge impact on our mental health. So uh, the next thing I want to kind of talk about is, is how emotional intelligence helps us understand the emotions of others. So when we're able to recognize and empathize uh, with the emotions of others, we're better able to connect with them on a deeper human level. And it can improve our relationships both personally and professionally. And we can use our emotional intelligence to resolve conflicts and collaborate more effectively. And You know, and you think about your own personal life, it's a matter of uh, being free to feel what you feel and say what you say in your relationship and know that it's safe to do that. And and this is where it takes uh, growth on both parties, uh, um, you know, on both people in the relationship to kind of understand where you are with emotional intelligence and then being able to express it because being able to freely express all of your emotions that you have 
will actually make you a healthier person. So it's not about suppressing the emotions that you don't want to have and then just feeling happy. That that just gets heavy over time. And so um, being able to connect with people and, you know, if you kind of, if you will, kind of read the emotions and the state of mind of other people. And you could, we've all been able to kind of identify when somebody isn't looking like their normal self or just even in their face. Um, they may not have that same energy that we're used to. And so something's going on there. And being able to connect with people and relate to them actually starts with emotional intelligence. So obviously, right, kind of diving right into, so how do we develop this emotional intelligence? And, and really the first step, uh, like I talk about a lot of different things, is self-awareness. So first, doing the work for you before you work on trying to uh, work on your emotional intelligence for others. And when I say that, I just mean, you know, your internal accountability so that you don't lean on saying sorry for the same behavior and reactions time and time again. And I'm sure there are times where we react in a way that we're not proud of and we come back five to 10 minutes later and say, I'm sorry. Now that's going to happen in our lives, but just the fact that you recognize that you don't want to react that way. And then the other person, um, their emotions matter to you. So you go back and apologize. That's emotional intelligence. And you need to be honest with, you know, we, we need to be honest with ourselves about what we're feeling and why. Because there are often times, and I'm sure everybody can relate to where one thing is kind of triggering us for the day and then everything else just has us on edge. And one little statement that somebody could make that every other day would not bother you and actually you would welcome it. There are some days where you're so on edge because you're not processing and, and regulating kind of how you're feeling and your emotions that literally anything that that person says to you kind of sets you off and triggers you. And we don't feel great about that. You know, we kind of feel shame and, and regret for saying something like that. And, you know, we lash out at the people that we trust the most and um, because we know we can and we know they're not going anywhere. You know, you wouldn't lash out on a complete stranger necessarily just because it's it isn't there's not trust there. But, um, you know, luckily there's people that I have in my life that that trust me and and uh, they can say whatever they want to say and they know that I'm not going anywhere. And then I'm going to love them either way. And, you know, I'm just grateful for them for to be in my life and that I'm here to listen um, and that I see them. And, you know, honestly, the, uh, I have those people in my life, too. And that's why this topic is so important to me. It's just because, you know, being able to speak freely about your emotions and kind of work through them in a safe place is huge. And so um, sometimes you have to start with being your own first safe place. Then really looking at the people around you because I think sometimes you may uh, short side some of the people that are around you because you feel like they won't be around if you express your emotions but they may actually be closer to you after you express your emotions because we treat uh, how we treat ourselves is how we're treating other people to treat us and if we are uh, not allowing ourselves to have any emotions other than happiness or um, uh, you know, joy or whatever it is, then we're kind of creating that culture with the people that we care the most about that we don't even welcome any other emotion than that. And that's just not healthy for anybody. And yes, uh, you know, being able to be honest with yourself about what you're feeling and why, and then taking action on changing the thing that's triggering you or finding a way to process it and handle it. And it can be challenging, especially if you're used to suppressing your emotions and ignoring them altogether. But I'm sure if you stop and think that strategy hasn't really served you all that well for a long time because you end up carrying emotions and thoughts and, um, you know, ignoring them altogether starts to create this lack of confidence that you can never express them in the first place. So, but 
you know, by acknowledging your emotions and you can start to understand uh, what they are and manage them effectively. And really the next step after you do that, after you understand and recognize kind of what's triggering you and you manage it is to learning how to communicate your emotions so you build more confidence that you're in control of the emotion instead of the emotion having control over you. Because there are sometimes, you know, um, luckily, you know, I have, uh, if you think about the people that you have in your life that you feel like you can just freely say anything to, just saying it sometimes makes you feel drastically better because you don't feel like you're alone and you don't feel like you have to hold it in. And, you know, I'm super grateful for the people that I have in my life that kind of create that space for me. And, you know, I create that space for them as well to where there's nothing they could say that would ever make me think less or um, would ever make me judge them. And that takes time. It takes, it's, that's a very, very special relationship. If you can say something to somebody and you know, they're not judging you and they're just going to respond in love. And, you know, yes, there may be some things you say, but they'll help, you know, kind of hold you accountable. But um, ultimately the last thing we want to say is open, you know, we want to, uh, we don't want to say how we're feeling about something or some of our thoughts and have people judge us. Cause then we just, we won't, right. We won't, we'll start to suppress them again. So the next real step um, after kind of learning to, to acknowledge your own emotions is, is really this, this really powerful piece about practicing empathy. So empathy involves putting ourselves in someone else's shoes and trying to understand their perspective. So connection and seeing people for who they are, for where they are. This isn't about pity. This is about valuing people and seeing them where they are. And understanding the simple thought, you know, I'm sure we've all heard it, but there, there's kind of three different stages sometimes that we need to stop and think about because we never really know what kind of journey people are on in their lives. But they're either about to go through something, they're going through something, or they just got done going through something. And it depends on which chapter you catch someone in. And, um, you know, there, there are tough times, but being able to recognize the emotions and the state of mind and state of heart of others and respond appropriately. You know, we can practice empathy by listening with intention, like active listening, asking open-ended questions, and showing compassion, and being curious about others instead of threatened by them, so that you ask more questions instead of making judgments or assumptions. And, you know, this is an important skill because, um, you know, I kind of grew up with this mindset of when somebody's having a problem, I, I feel like when they tell me I need to fix it, right? So I grew up with two sisters and my mom. Um, and that was just kind of what I naturally leaned on. But luckily, uh, they quickly taught me in my life that sometimes just listening is the most supportive thing I can do. But you need to be able to find a way to kind of read the other person and, and hear them. And, you know, it's not about necessarily just saying, I'm sorry. It's about how do you validate, and I'll, I'll talk more about this in a minute, but how do you kind of validate their emotions, um, not by, you know, trying to diffuse it right away um, or, you know, because people process different emotions differently and, and sometimes they take more time and sometimes they need to think and analyze and process a little bit more. And, and maybe the most loving thing you can do is listen and then provide the safe space for somebody. And sometimes maybe it is just space so that they can think but just let them know that you're not going anywhere. Just let them know that you're there and, and let them process things uh, in, in the most uh, healthy way for them, right? And that's a great example of emotional intelligence. And, you know, I kind of want to, that lends, uh, it lends itself straight into the next topic, which is really about regulating our emotions. So regulation starts with first recognition and then you can regulate and then you can make a change. 
So it involves kind of managing our emotional responses and expressing our emotions in a healthy way. I don't know, have you thought about what is a healthy way for you to respond and for a way for you to express your emotions? So instead of lashing out in anger, for example, you can take a deep breath and respond calmly. And, you know, we can find other healthy outlets for, for some of our emotional regulation, like uh, exercise or um, doing art or, or journaling or reading, just something that recenters you, right? And, you know, there's this thought around anger and being simply kind of the unspoken words and unshared emotions or undealt with emotions that we're afraid to express. And, you know, responding in a way that's healthy for you is also going to be the same way that is healthy for the people that you're the most grateful for. Because the people that you're the most grateful for, they're also the most grateful for you. And they just want you to be healthy. They want you to um, feel safe, seen, and and feel like you have um, support in your life and, and what you do. And uh, that, you know, as I, the, the last little topic here that I want to talk about when it comes to improving our emotional intelligence is, is practicing social skills and social skills kind of involve effectively communicating with others, building relationships and, and resolving that conflict. Um, because I'm sure we've all had those, those moments to where we wish we would have said something sooner or the person, um, you know, maybe that you're in a relationship with says, um, why didn't you tell me sooner? Um, you know, there's that, there's that kind of next step there. You know, you don't have to necessarily defend yourself. Sometimes it is about you. Sometimes it's about both of you, but it really is just about, um, you know, practicing. How do you actively listen to others? Um, how do you find this sweet spot of, of care and candor or being assertive, but respectful? Actually, I would kind of rephrase that to being assertive and respectful and using humor and positivity to, to diffuse tense situations. If you can if you know it's the right time. Sometimes humor and positivity is a deflection of somebody afraid to go deep uh, into a conversation. They try to lighten the mood and distract the room from the real emotion. So again, that takes a lot of skill to be able to use positivity to kind of diffuse tense situations. And you have to really be able to know how the room's going to respond. Um, because if you bring in humor in a situation that isn't humorous, it actually shows you're not listening or paying attention at all. So the most important thing there to do is to relate and, and be with the people. And, and you know, this this kind of idea of uh, that comes to my mind in my own personal life is, is saying sorry uh, for things that I didn't do or I didn't even have any control over. And I had to work on this myself. Um, you know, I just find myself apologizing for, for little things that um, is inappropriate, right? And it kind of makes the other person feel like it's not being sincere and just using those words uh, to to fill space, right? And, you know, we need to save save those words of I'm sorry for when we plan on taking a changed behavior, um, not just to relate, right? There are times where, you know, uh, we may do something without intention. It didn't have any impact. But if you just walk in, you know, have a conversation with someone and say, oh, I'm sorry for that. And, you know, but it doesn't, you didn't have anything to do with the thing. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just understanding that, you know, using the word sorry, um, you know, be ready to back it up with intentions, right? And there's this really powerful quote um, that is, is important to me in my life. And, and, you know, it's kind of honestly made me grow up and make me want to be a better man. But it's about, uh, you know, I'm always growing, um, but it's, you know, saying sorry without changed behavior is just manipulation. Because we think the other people want to hear sorry, 
but really all they really want is change behavior so that you don't keep doing it. So love the people that you get to love and be grateful for them. And when you say sorry, say, you know what, I'm sorry with intention and with heart and authenticity and and then tell them how you're going to do something different. That's really what we want. Um, But you can't just say it. You have to do it or else it starts to devalue those words. I'm sorry. And, you know, instead of, um, you know, trying to say sorry all the time or trying to diffuse situations, it's about listen with the intent to understand, not just reply. Right. And be present for the people that you're grateful for and ask them how you can best support them or encourage them. Because like I was alluding to earlier, you know, validating that somebody's going through a tough time instead of just trying to fix it. How can you respond in a way that that shows the other person that they were heard and that they're seen and that they're loved and supported. Sometimes it is, I'm sorry, right? But sometimes it's also just silence. Sometimes it's just being with them and being creating a safe space so that they feel like they can um, work through something with you. Having somebody not feel alone isn't just somebody trying to fix something for you. Because sometimes it's just a matter of being there for somebody and showing them how much they mean to you just by being there with you. And by listening with intention, you make the other person feel heard and safe and seen. And think about this. They trust you enough to tell you about troubles they're having, uh, bad things they've had to deal with in their life, their emotions they're having that are stressful. They're trusting you enough to tell you so lean into them pour into them and be grateful that they shared their emotions and hardships with you they chose you to talk to about it and being there for somebody doesn't mean fixing it always sometimes it does but most of the time it's actually just looking at the other person hearing the other person feeling the other person and just trying to figure out how you can make them feel like they're not going through it alone or that they're not going to have to hide that part of themselves to be loved moving forward. And it's, you know, this emotional intelligence topic, like I said, it's something that has, has transformed my life. I, I learn and grow every day. But gosh, this is one of the things that is responsible for the depth of the relationships I have and how I connect with the people that I'm the most grateful for. And just that, that space that I create with them and they create with me. It's all about emotional regulation and intelligence and being able to communicate and creating that space. And, you know, there are times where, you know, um, you know, we we need to keep working on this always. Right. And there are times where it's going to go really great. But that's the time to learn, to learn about how your emotional intelligence worked so that you could build a better relationship with the people that you love and people you're the most grateful for. So just remember that developing this strong emotional intelligence skill is a lifelong process. It takes time, practice, and lots of patience. But the benefits are always worth it. If you start working on this today, I guarantee you'll have a conversation tonight or tomorrow that will be better. It will improve and you will feel better about it. And then once you start to recognize your emotional intelligence as a skill that you have, you'll feel more comfortable being you and and you can be more authentic and it'll improve your personal relationships it'll improve you know your work and your overall well-being and uh, it'll help you feel like you again 
And, and this one skill has, has really transformed my life and improved the relationships with the people that I get to have in my life. And, you know, I hope this topic of emotional intelligence has been helpful for you. Just remember, um, you know, it's a skill that takes time. Uh, it can be improved over time. And there's, there's really nobody who's the best at this. Uh, just think about getting better at this all the time um, for yourself and for the people you're the most grateful for. I appreciate you taking time to listen to this. It's a little bit of a longer episode this time, uh, but obviously just kind of pouring into it a little bit more. Uh, but I hope uh, you found some things that were valuable to you and that you can share with people that you love, people you're the most grateful for. And, um, you know, you, you pour into yourself, right? So kind of allow yourself some space to also be a safe space for your own emotions so that you can process them in a way that you need to. And, you know, with all these topics, like I always mention at the end of every episode, um, if you if you want to learn more about kind of what I do and, and different messages or if anything I say here kind of resonates with you, a lot of the social media that I, I post every day has something to do with um, similar nature of, or similar um, thought process, if you will. So um, you can follow me as uh, TJ Sweet on all social media platforms. And then my website's uh, tjsweet.net. And, um, you know, I appreciate you um, subscribing, you know, to these episodes so that you get notification when the episodes get released every week. And uh, just know that uh, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate you listening. And, you know, I hope it makes some sort of positive impact in your life and in the lives of the people that you're the most grateful for. So like I end every episode, I just want to remind you that you always have the power and the choice to reshape your mindset live with intention, and look at the world through a grateful lens. Until the next episode, never stop.